Hello, a quick info before this episode from Warlocks. Uh, there were some slight recording errors with the episode at about the 30-minute mark. It only lasts for about two minutes, so if that's a problem, just skip over that, and the rest of the episode is looking pretty good. Uh, this is a fantastic episode, so I hope you guys enjoy, and I will see you again after the intro music. Hello, welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment podcast about finding new homes for the unloved and forgotten models in Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm Lexi, your host, and with me this week, I have AJP2, or Abby. Uh, Would you mind introducing yourself? Hi. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Oh, me. What am am I? I am... I am an epic ship talker. I am currently trying to grow the Australian Oceanic Division, like getting more players in and, and on it. We did, we did quite well this season. Um, a little bit about my background. I've been in tabletop gaming for a few years now. My main squeeze is X-Wing, but I play a few other, I've played a few other games. I took up Legion. I've done the rounds between War Machine and Warhammer and... Malifaux is something else I quite enjoy, but don't get much much playtime with it. So I'm a little bit of that, a little bit of this. I enjoy hanging out. I enjoy gamers. I enjoy sh- shit talking. That's my skill set. Fair enough. It is a useful <laughs> skill set in this uh, place. Can't be good, just crack wise. Yeah, no, I, I learned most of my shit talking from the fighting game community. <laughs> So they they know how to do it. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah, uh, who did you decide to bring to us today? I have a little bit of a girl crush on Wasp these days. I got given her. I well, I picked her in a league in a draft draft league. A little we did a little Australia Australian draft, and I got Avengers. And Wasp was one of the characters I picked up, uh, mostly because no one else really wanted her. And yeah, as I had to learn to play Avengers, I sort of explored Wasp. And hilariously, everyone that I asked to give me sort of an Avengers primer, and they looked at my list and they're like, oh, you know, Ant-Man's better. It's, it's pretty. It's a pretty common statement. But I don't know. I'm here to argue, argue for, argue for Wasp. I think she has some really good utility, and she's. She takes she takes a little bit of getting used to how to play her well and what how to use her, but she has some pretty neat tricks that I think people could try out. For sure, I I have always been more partial to Wasp than Ant Man, um, but I think Wasp is a little bit more of a technical character than Ant Man because Ant Man is very much a beat face character, and Wasp is has a lot more. Uh, skirting around the edge of the fight, if that makes Correct. sense. Correct. She likes to sort of hang out on the side, probably go pick out a wide objective and just sort of sit there and and wait until everyone's gotten big and heavy on wherever the fight's going to be. And she goes in a slightly different direction and normally steals a back point, goes and beats up an unsuspecting weaker character. Her movement just gets her into those really horrible spots. And I'm finding at the moment, because no one really knows her, she tends to surprise people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I that's one of the values of playing something that's not necessarily in the meta, is you can always surprise people. Oh, look, good players are always going to be prepared, so you, you can't always count on the gotcha factor. But mm-hmm. um, she's she holds her own. She's got some pretty reasonable attacks. She she's, her movement is phenomenal. She, you can you can get a long move, an attack, a medium advance, and a change size gets you for almost from one point to the other point, mm-hmm. and all for two actions. She's almost done three, and then if you've got enough power, she's got a size three throw. Yes, and I I think that throw is very interesting. It's terrain only, so it's dependent on the map. But I think yeah. it is a very interesting move. But you know how you if you if your opponent loses priority and they switch everything around because they don't want you throwing the really big stuff. I mean, she can get from one side to the other. So you park her where they think she's not going to be a problem, and then surprise! You, you've really got to pick your timing with Wasp. She is she is very much a you got to know when to hold her, know when to fold her. Like she she can get in there and she can die really fast if you mistime it. 
but if she gets in there and she goes bananas, she can. I've had her one shot of Doctor Strange. Oh, that must have been satisfying. It was very nice. It was it was actually a little bit hilarious because she rolled on over. She did her long. She dropped off She Hulk in the middle. Uh, did her long move to do that. She was just past, just beyond the middle point. Uh, then she was uh, he strange was strange was in range of her uh, wasp's fury, which is her transform attack when she's on her small side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it's resolved, she gets a medium move off of that. So she moved and then she advanced and she was now sitting on the back point with Strange holding it, but she was behind him. And there was a petrol tanker, a size three petrol tanker up behind and she'd done enough damage in her, her attack and she threw a size three piece of terrain and Strange, despite having all his rerolls, defended none and went down. Oh, was... that's rough. Yep. That's that's pretty. I mean, it was a pretty fluke. It was pretty fluky dice rolls, but you know what? She did it. Yep. And I'm here to tell everyone she can. And she uh, has a bunch of rerolls as well on her defense, which I think is is a big mark for her. And exactly gets... right. As soon uh-huh. as she's targeted, you need to make sure you've always got one power on her so that she can transform when she's targeted by an attack. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, you'll get really lucky and you can actually move out of range with the transform. Um, and, and yeah, she gets to reroll her dice. And she's not, she, compare, if you compare it to another size three, like something like Valkyrie, for example, she's her stat line's not, uh, it's just as good. The only thing she's weak on is energy, mm-hmm. which can hurt a little bit. And you tend to try not get things like um, incinerate on her because that feels really bad rolling one dice, no matter how many times yeah. you reroll it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's those rerolls are pretty good. Yeah, and she also wants to stay out of the way of a venom. Correct. She 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 wants to stay out of the way of most things. She doesn't she she's the best way to describe it is she's like a little squishy bug. She's she's an irritation, she flies in, she buzzes around, and she flies off again. That's that's pretty much the key to playing her. You don't want her anywhere big where she can get caught and squashed. Yeah. So, um, you've been recently playing her, and she recently found a secondary home in A-Force. Correct. Now, I have been told off many times that if, I was gonna, if I'm going to have Wasp, why don't I just bring Valkyrie and Rocket Boots? Because, that, you know, it's better value 3.0. I, now, while I agree, I've been having great success at 14 points with her, because you get your Shuri, Okoye, she-Hulk, and then you throw Wasp in there as your four-pointer. So Shuri, Okoye, and She-Hulk do all the heavy lifting around objectives and clearing out characters and holding things and make them come to you. They're a pretty solid wall of you can't really break through this. And Wasp is buzzing around. Now, they either choose to go after Wasp to try and catch her, and she just keeps running around the board, or she goes off and she does whatever objective someone else is ignoring. And Yeah. And that's that's great. So she does something like so the 14-point senators, right? She can go out wide and she can double move in her normal form. She can pick if she's got lucky and she gets a senator, she picks it up and she holds it. She's scoring two points. And she can sit there and score two points until the, everyone else is well and truly in the fight and you can see where the trouble points are. Or if they've brought something, they, they tend, what people tend to do is bring their characters in to try and sort of swarm... She-Hulk, she can then do, she can transform, she drops the senator, she doesn't care about her points anymore. She moves into the middle and then she can do, she can either do a battle lust attack and push characters away. That's often not expected. Um, Or she can long move in and then long move out and carry She-Hulk off to a different point. So that moves the fight completely. She's really good at redirecting. Yeah. Um, And then... I've been looking at her and I've been thinking about, and this has been kind of independent of looking at Wasp, but I think she fits well into it. I think there is a power denial strategy sitting in this game, either under the Asgard affiliation or as an unaffiliated group. And specifically her Stinger Blast attack, her kind of boulder on her uh, tiny Tiny side, side. does not give the opponent any power for damage dealt by the attack. Correct. 
And it, it's quite good because people sort of come in, she's size one, they think, oh, well, you know, we'll just get her out of the way. And they normally come into range two to try and deal with her because, I mean, she's got stealth, so you have to be within three to even hit her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and she just she just sort of sits there and goes, okay, all right. And then she attacks them back. And nine times out of ten, they've brought something in that, you know, something, what was a game I played recently, like a Proxima, when they bring her in and they're hoping to get power to do that, you know, that nice leap next turn. And then she just and then you, you roll your dice against them and they go oh what no yeah. power mm-hmm. yeah so and i think there there is a strategy in this game at this point between wasp enchantress and loki and then a couple other pieces here or there for other value points um where you can work on denying uh, your opponent uh, a majority of their power or taxing them heavily for any time they use their power. I ha- I've thought about other places for her. I think um, a criminal syndicate, because she's a really mobile little piece that can run mm-hmm. around, and now she can't hold anything when she's in tiny form, but she can certainly sit on objectives and score a point. So yeah. she can she can do that, jump from one side of the board, jump to the other side of the board, and just be really irritating when it comes to denying points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you say, if you if you happen to find yourself with a spare action, you can attack something and not give it any power. Um, or Brotherhood, again, same sort of strategy. Everyone's sort of focusing on the really big guys and running yeah. away from them. She can just run around, you know, go grab objectives, especially if you're playing with Mystique's leadership. She just runs around, you know, I'll claim this, I'll claim this, I'll claim this. Yeah. And I think Mystique's leadership has been a little underexplored so far, and I really like Mystique's leadership. I agree. Mm-hmm. And you can still, um, the small mode on Wasp only um, prevents you from holding objective tokens. It does not prevent you from uh, interacting with objectives. Yeah, Exactly. You can still do everything, you just can't pick up a senator, which is fine. He's probably a little bit big when you're tiny. Yes. <laughs> so, we're being thematic here. Yeah. If we're being well, she can still pick up a full She-Hulk in her small form for some reason. Well, it takes a lot of power to do that. Okay, it only takes one power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have a couple different directions and to go, and I think all of them are very interesting routes to go with her. Is there what's, any? What's the least expected? What's what's the one that no one would ever try or think of? Let's let's be crazy here. So I actually think I I kind of want to go for uh, the mystique option because mystique leadership is so underserved right now. Is everyone's really focused in on Magneto, and I really right. think. Mystique has some a very interesting and different play pattern to Magneto. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna build a list while we go. So I I also have one. We have Mystique and we have Wasp. That's our Mm -hmm. starting. That's our starting point. So, what do those two do? Those two are quite mobile. They Mystique is quite good at denial. So is Wasp. Mm Hmm. So what do we need next? We need we need to add some we need to well, add some more brotherhood in there. Yes, um, I think the obvious starting point is Toad. Correct. Um, because um, with Mystique's, because you have uh, the two modes of Mystique's uh, uh, leadership are that when you pick up extract tokens, you refund a power, which um, with prehensile tongue allows. Uh, gives you a lot of options for slipping in and picking something up and then going and playing something like uh, a, a objective that you can spend power into. So that that's starting to dictate what crisis is we're bringing. Yeah. Um, it's a weird thing because Mystique actually doesn't like the... Um, spend to control crises because you can't put her token on them. But she does like ones that you can spend to interact in a certain way. Exactly. So, um, Mutant Madman. 
Yeah. Well, the uh, mutant madman and um, the energy ones don't actually work with her second part of her ability. Um, because um, you can't contest those. I'm, I'm trying to remember the official ruling. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Get it. I sorry. I was, I just read. That's not the one I was thinking of. Um, something something like gammas. Well, yeah, I think gamma's solid. Um, but I think uh, the one that I really want to jump on uh, for this is, what is it called again? Um, one of the core box ones. Where is 17 core box? What are you called again? Uh, extremist consoles. Um, because that is both one that you can sink power into to recover stuff from, and you can also put that controlling token on. Yes, which helps them out with what they're currently weak at, because they're all they're all a little squishy. Mm-hmm. Toad's pretty good; he holds his own. Yeah. So what have we got? So that's all right. So what do we need next? We need something big and scary. I think. Well, we still have two other Brotherhood members to talk about, and kind of some rogue agents. I like Sabretooth a lot. I do too. I think. Now he is he is a little bit a little bit dicey. But when he's on, he's on. Well, I I don't look at him in this build, I don't look at him as someone trying to fight. I look at him trying to he has he's another long mover for our list, which would put us up to three long movers already. Um Indeed. and he's someone who surely can't push off a point, so you actually have to commit a body to that point. Correct. And he just he's a big threat to just sit and hold hold something because you don't want to attack him, you can't push him because he's just gonna come straight back. He can he can attack you back. So he, he never actually has to use an action to attack you because if you attack him, he's gonna do it anyway. Exactly. He takes a lot to put down with his healing factor and his, you know, you bring or you bring X What's the X Factor healing? Uh, exceptional healing. That's the one. I just call it mm-hmm. X Factor. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's that's a nine point core of Brotherhood characters right there. Pretty good. So, what do we what do we do for fourteen? What are we missing? Um, we would we have some to... movement. Yeah. We would need another two pointer. Um and we're playing uh we're playing a objective game, not a fighty game, so nebula's off the table. Maybe Okoye to help bodyguard wherever the trouble is. Okoye's definitely strong. I I think she is the standout of this of the because I don't think we need Wong. No, he because everyone everyone is so mobile. Wong becomes kind of null. He can't keep up and follow everyone around to heal them. And we don't really need Rocket. Um, Again, same problem. You're not really sitting on a point with this list, so yeah, maybe Black Widow too. Yeah, I can see a strong case for her. Just getting more stealth into that list, I don't think will be a bad thing. And considering the current. Uh, choice of stealth beta is uh, marked for death rather than acute senses. It means having multiple stealth means you always have at least one option that's safe. And this would make us a very stealthy team, actually, because Wasp has stealth in a tiny form, Mystique has stealth, and she, she is surprisingly sturdy. She is. She she sometimes. I mean, yes, she can to a really big role. She can just die, but she sometimes can just hang around longer than she should. Yeah, with the combination of martial artist and stealth, she can be really pesky. So I so. think it's the conversation between Black Widow two and Akoi. And do either of those jump out to you? I think it would depend on what your board looks like so what 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 we're trying to do with objectives because obviously your opponents put one down 
I would bring mm -hmm. a Koya if they're bringing something big and smashy and I potentially need to buff maybe my Sabertooth because he's going to go hold a central point or, um, yeah, I need to sort of run around and wherever Mystique and Wasp are going to try and go, put a Koya there so she can bodyguard. Mm -hmm. uh, Widow's maybe a bit more mobile. I'm not sure. Akoya always wants to sort of stand in place and her attacks aren't... I mean, they're sturdy. She's pretty sturdy. She can kill a Thanos, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she can indeed. It's a running joke down here. Akoya, mm -hmm. what do you bring when you, want to, when you want to defeat Thanos? Look, I would, I would make a case for... Akoya would be my first pick, I think. Fair enough. Let's go with that for now. There is an option that we're looking at going super, super wide at higher threat values and bringing a rogue agent. And then Ooh, we like could uh, bring uh, three two-pointers across our list. So for that, so what are we doing? So we had our nine-point core plus the three for wasp. Um... Because I think we're supposed to, we want to be trying to bring Wasp in every list since we're trying to showcase her as a character. Exactly. So our 14 point is currently Mystique, Wasp, Toad, Sabretooth, and Okoye. And then we would bring in a three pointer up at, instead of a two pointer, at 15. And then starting at 16, if we're bringing a rogue agent, we could start going six wide. And we can definitely hit six wide at 17. But can we get enough Brotherhood characters in there to make affiliation? Oh, we bring a rogue agent. Yes, there we go. That's how we do yep. it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking Taskmaster is the man for the job. Of course. He's actually a really nifty player, but we're not here to talk about him. No. <laughs> no. Um, and I think with Taskmaster, I think we go both Okoye and Black Widow uh, too. In our yeah. list. Okay. So what are what where are our holes here now? Let's let's think about some of the things we'd have to counter with these lists. So we're nice and wide and we're very mobile. We're running around. What can't we do? What don't we want to see? Anything that hits us? Very I, hard. I'm not sure about I think with the amount of stealth on our team, because we're running at least three, and I'm going to suggest a four stealth character, I think we can rub-a-dope uh, a aggro team a lot. Okay, I like it. Because um, right. I think uh, Miles Morales might also be really good in this team. I like it. Because he helps us play on Extract as well. Exactly. And what about would we bring Ghost Spider as well, just in case? Because then we get then we've got potentially another affiliation in there. Well, so my question is just looking at all the the big giant A's. Do we want to bring She Hulk for a uh, A Force Splash? I mean, we... I'm always going to condone anything with A Force in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then the question becomes, how much do we commit to it in like tactics cuts and stuff? And I think that's a conversation to have going forward. But I do mm. think for higher threat values, we can bring a She-Hulk in. And we already have essentially four affiliated members, uh, including Taskmaster. So we can go really wide still. Dean, you've got the buff of Okoye in there, which is what She-Hulk needs if it's going to be a big beatdown. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got lots of other characters to run off, and hopefully you've got a wide something to work on rather yeah. than two narrows. It, well, that would be the, that would be the death of this list is na two narrow object objectives. Well, we always control at least one objective, so if we're consistently playing wide on in on both sides of our objective tools, we can make sure we never get two narrows. Okay. So how would we do that? Well, so currently we have Extremis um, in there. Um, An Infinity Formula. Infinity Formula I really like. Um, yeah. And I think... Uh, what? 
would be the last one. I would go Cosmic Portals just personally. I like it as a, I really like it as an objective. Okay, it's it's not one I tend to play a lot because I tend to play sort of beat down squads. Mm-hmm. But it it both rope it up uh, allows you to rope it up really well, um, and you get a bunch of, and you can have that chance of getting a bunch of power, which I don't think this this is a squad that minds being pushed around. No, because they're quite mobile, and they're not, and a lot of them have another way to move that's not just a move. Mm-hmm. And that gives us 16, 17. And then uh, I think Cube is a good one, Always. but maybe not for us with how squishy we are. Yeah, we we would we would have it just as a threat, but obviously it'd be the one we'd always discard. Mm-hmm. I think Worthy is a good option for us. Always, always, always a fun play. option. <laughs> um, do we want to play a civilian uh, list because we do have the big boogeyman of hired muscle running around? But then, do we have characters who could play hired muscle equally well? I don't know if we do, which is why I'm worried about putting civilians into our uh, kit. Because the other two wide ones, because if we're not playing, we can bring cubes and hope not to be stuck with it. But then the other two really wide uh, extracts are evacuations and... Uh, bu- 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 what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Panic. Uh, uh, spider infected. Um, evacuations is panic. Sorry, so panic grips the city, and then spider infected invade Manhattan, which are the two civilian token, uh, civilian extracts that uh hired muscle is currently preying on. Yeah, it's a it's a risk, but let's think longer term. Mm-hmm. Hired muscle's not going to be a problem forever, right? Hopefully not. Hmm, I like it. So, what have we got? We've got 16, 17, 18, and 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can run really wide. Do we want to try and force the 14? Look, I think Wasp really shines in the 14. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I really, really being... like A-Force at 14. Yeah. Well, I am also looking at us. We already have a five-wide list at 14, so we can play the D really, uh, the secure really heavily. Yeah. So I think I like we bring one of... I think we bring Panic, and then we bring Senative as our kind of last two. And not worry about cubes. Correct. There. But we still have one last spot on our... In our character roster. Because we're currently sitting at Wasp, Mystique, Toad, Sabretooth, Akoi, Taskmaster, Black Widow 2, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and She-Hulk. Alright, so let's have a think about our tactics cards. We've already got exceptional healing in there. Yeah. And we obviously want Mystique's Deception. Deception. That goes without saying. Now, are we are we playing it safe and bringing some healing with us? We've already got Exceptional, but do we want... What, um, what, are, we expect, what are we expecting to see out there? What, uh, what was popular in Season 4? Uh, Magneto. So Brace, Brace comes in? Yeah. And then I'm always a big fan of Medpack. Just personally, but with going wide, I wonder if field dressing is the more powerful of the two. Because we have a lot of squishier people who are going to daze easier, so bringing them back has more effectiveness compared, has has more chance of happening compared to having them have time to heal. If that makes sense. That logic. I'm not a big fan. I don't play field. If I play field dressing, I never play it well. I prefer, I'm much 
prefer med pack over field dressing, but I actually like the logic of that. Mm-hmm. And this is you, about experimenting, so why not try new things? Exactly. Let's 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 try work to our strengths. And our strengths mm-hmm. are moving. So if we've got a long moving character, field dressing another long moving character, who then runs off to the other side of the board. If our our opponent's not running nearly wide enough to deal with that, they've got a problem. Exactly. Okay, I'm I'm actually quite liking this. It's interesting. Uh, then what of affiliated tactics cards we have? Because we're both we have the A Force and we have the Brotherhood. So I think we are focusing on the Brotherhood. So I think we should look at committing more to the Brotherhood cards. And the one that I look at is Asteroid M. Again, that just plays into our movement strategy and the getting from one end of the board to the other. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, and then a card that you were talking about that I really liked, uh, like specifically with Wasp, but I think is effective with our team in general, is Battle Lust. Yes. This, yeah, any, any long-moving character that can move in and get an attack and push someone off of something Battle Lust, I always make a case for it. We see a lot of it down here, mostly on Shuri, but like I said, I've been playing it a lot on Wasp, actually. Yeah, and she also has the advantage of it costing one rather than two because it's a size in her current form. Bingo. That's the reason I really like it on her. Yeah. You found my secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would always make a case for Pim's partic- Pim Particles as well. It's always when if I've got Wasp sitting to go into a Wasp, but oh, so why not put the bring card in her, out with her? her her specific tactics card? Exactly, but we might we might find something else to come yeah. in instead of it. But for now, Pim. So we can either go related card or or another generic. Uh, and I think we want to go with a generic unaffiliated card because we are currently seeing at oh uh, we currently have but one of them we're going to be able to bring basically any so three character or faction specific cards so we, I think we want one more general one in case we get forced into situations where we don't have the option of bringing some of these other cards yeah. if it's... what about something like designing a, a competitive it's as She-Hulk or something. You're staring at they've moved over to one side Your of the board activation to try and sort of phase. get rid of So they can definitely get an attack in at the start of a turn before or we get a chance to go in. One that I think would, um, and I think we can use very well, is Marked for Death. Hmm. Yes, Mo- Thanos player. <laughs> but it's just making your opponent's long mover slow. Fortone can really shape a game. And playing so wide, we will almost always have two characters within five of any of their characters. I have not seen that card used, but I like the logic you are applying here. Mm-hmm. And on the off chance, we can use it to get out stealth off of a character that we may want to attack from a little bit more distance. Um, or just make a character more squishy because they don't get to modify or reroll the defense dice. It's, it's a versatile card. How does it work against Storm's leadership? Uh, Storm's leadership, it uh, you cannot modify the defense dice, so it does not... Uh, you don't gain the benefit of cover. You still have cover but you can't actually do the modifying part of cover, from my understanding. Again, not an accuser. The annoying (laughs) thing, I have a bone to pick. Mm. Why did you give Storm functional stealth without naming it stealth so you you can't use the counterplay you've already integrated into the game against her? Oh, I don't like to say bad things against our lords and creators. They seem to always have a plan for things, so I think that's going to all make sense later on when we see something else come out. I hope so, but for now, I am a bit peeved. <laughs> Fair enough. I think it's clever. I think there's something something interesting coming, and we're all going to go, aha! Yeah. 
Um, trying to think if there's any other cards that really jump out to me. Look, we've got we've got a force in there. Would stalwart just in case we were we were forced to play a force for whatever reason. Let's say we're seeing we're staring down the end of a black order and we just want a bit more survivability. Would stalwart determination be a, a good case to bring? Just to prevent those throws and pushes and getting jostled around if we are having to play a force. Maybe. Um, the the a force cut that I find more interesting in this because we are playing fairly wide is a force assemble. Oh yes, I have not a, used it much yet. Yeah, you you take a single a force character and spend three power off of them, and then any allied character when defending against attack, gets to add a dice for every uh, A-Force character within two of them. And most fighty teams want to bring a clumped-up scenario, so you're going to get clumped up naturally by that. So that might be the play. I can see, I can see opinions for both. Hmm. Yeah, would, would we ever have our characters within... I mean, even if you've, I guess if you've even got two or three characters within two of each other. Oh, mm-hmm. within two of that character. No, it's it's uh the character spends the power and then any allied character if uh for each a fourth character within two of the defending character it gets a bonus die for each. Let's see. Now are we how are we gonna how are we doing on power? Are characters gonna be starved for power or are we going to be Hmm. That is a question. Wasp um, isn't going to be attacking very much. Toad isn't going to be attacking much. Sabretooth is probably getting power because he's just getting beaten up. Yeah, because he's Sabretooth. is probably saving her power for bodyguarding, so she's probably not really attacking unless she's just kind of got something sitting in front of her doing nothing much else. Taskmaster mm-hmm. will be getting power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow. Probably much the same. Miles, he's going to struggle a bit. She-Hulk, mm. she's fine. <laughs> so another interesting option that I'm thinking about, and, and a card that I have been getting, enjoying more and more as time has gone on, because we have a real split in our character craft between real squishy characters and some pretty tanky characters, actually, between She-Hulk, Sabretooth, and Taskmaster. So there is a card in the game currently called Sacrifice. Have you encountered this one? I have not. I have heard of it. And I was worried that's something I have never played. Actually, wasn't it on? It was on someone's blog recently. I don't know. I'm not as on top of the blogs as I am on top of the podcasts. I saw someone mention it recently and I looked at it and went, huh, I see. Mm -hmm. Just waiting for the card to load so I can read it. Yeah. So if an ally character is with, within two of another ally character is targeted by an attack, you may spend one to spe- uh, play this. And it redirects the attack to the person who played it. Um, but you cannot add defense dice and cannot modify defense dice during the attack. Um, so it's, it means... It's basically another bodyguard. Yeah, it's a functional bodyguard but you can do it off of some of your squishier targets into, say, a Sabretooth or a She-Hulk or a Taskmaster. I like it. Mm-hmm. So and... you, you get to dictate who gets taken out when, they tr- when they're try- trying to target a, t- a key piece. So let's say someone like... Who would they be trying to take out? Probably Mystique. Whoever has the objective. And you, as long as you... But you see, this card means we have to kind of always make sure that we've got a buddy system. So we need to always travel in pairs. Well, not always. It's it's it would be a balancing act of keeping a buddy system with the characters you want to keep alive, but the ones that you're willing to kind of throw in the grinder, you can send off on their own. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I specifically think this would be useful in the places where we have uh, either senators or if we're fighting a fighty opponent who's bringing uh, one of uh, Herb, um, 
alien ship or uh, 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 scrolls. One of the single objective places where um, specifically senators, uh, scrolls, and uh, alien ship, where the objective is worth a lot and we only have one person, so keeping it on them is important. I like it. All right. That's... And and we already see the value in playing on senators, so having something for one of our uh, specific uh, classifications or, or specific setups, I think is not a bad idea. So does that mean we would want to bring... What else do? We, what else would we want in there? Thinking about what we're trying to do. So we're trying to run around, have lots of little things. Mm-hmm. We need. What are we lacking? Are we lacking? Are we lacking punch? Do we want a punch? Do we want to worry about punch? Is is investing in punch diluting our strategy? Yeah. Mm. What about just finding another long mover who's got a bit of yeah. utility? Mm-hmm. Or something, something like, what about something like Hawkeye? He's great at going to grab objectives, staying out of trouble. He doesn't add anything to either of our affiliations. Mm-hmm. He's part of the mobile group. His dice modification, I'm choosing his attack types if we have to put him somewhere to attack. That might be an option. The one I'm thinking with, not actually going to help our uh, uh, affiliations at all, but does kind of fall into theme. Proxima Midnight. Interesting. Now, she's, she's, what's she? She's a three? Yeah, she's a three. She's a long mover. Plus she gets uh, her spear throw. Which means you can get mobility and an attack in. Um, and yeah. she's quite tanky. I agree. She is she's a nice surprise. If only we could play all ten at once, it would be quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But let's quickly even look un- at even unaffiliated, there's some interesting stuff in here. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's think about the boogeyman. How would our list deal with the boogeyman? So my personal pet peeve, the thing I hate most, and because I'm in Australia when we didn't get the memo, Wakanda is a giant bane of our existence. Um, you match activations with them on 15. Indeed. Now, they can still push us around, but... If we lose priority, we've got the final move. If we win priority, we can probably shove enough bodies on a point to make them really have to work for it. One second. Let me do some math here quickly. I might actually have to put this on the table. Three, six, Surprise nine, the hell out of someone with 10, it. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. We can get six white at 15. We can out activate Wakanda. But yeah, okay. So, because we, we go do? Mystique, Wasp, Toad, Okoye, Taskmaster, Black Widow 2. And that's sixteen points unless my ma- uh, fifteen points unless my math is wrong, and that's six wide. But it's not affiliated, right? But it's an unaffiliated affiliated option to go super wide. And I'm not opposed to being unaffiliated at times. Yeah, we've got the tactics cards for it, and between wasp giving people a throw, mystique moving people around with deception, giving someone anyone battle lust. So we can we can push as well as they can. Well, maybe not as well as they can. And we can place senators in them to slow them down. Yeah. Because the big thing about Wakanda Wave is that they win super, super fast. Fast, yeah. 
and by playing a a uh, a slow extract, you can slow them down and kind of maybe even a fourth attrition play out of them. I like it. Okay, what's the next boogeyman on our list to try and deal with? Uh, pentathletes. I think we Ooh. actually have a really good play against pentathletes. Talk me through it. Uh, we have way too many stealthers. They can't mm-hmm. do the tone one plays against most of our team because most of our team will be in stealth. And they can't portal up into range three. They have to hit range four. They hit the edge of range four to attack our deployment zone. And that's a lot of where their power comes from is, is hitting into the deployment zone before you can activate. Excellent. I like it. What's our next boogeyman? Hired muscle, which I don't know how we face, but I think that's okay if we're losing to the very, very best thing in the game. <laughs> we've got we've got a lot of long movers. We we can we can do the hope you w- hope you don't hope you win priority play because <laughs> that's a valid strategy, right? Right. I mean, we could potentially figure out who's holding it and try and overwhelm them is something we could do. Or, okay, one second, we could actually do some hired muscle shenanigans ourselves. It would be in a very different function than uh, a normal hired muscle play. All right. So Uh, what tactics card are we swapping out to do this? So we have to put in hired muscle, obviously. Well, let me talk through this quickly. Because of okay. Mystique's leadership, we can pick up the extract and then hired muscle some of the extracts around us away. Okay. But I don't know the math and trigonometry tree to see if that actually works, but it functions on the power math that way. But we would have to pick up the extract first before using hired muscle because of how Mystique's leadership works. We do also have Brothership which yes. can, we can send one character off after them and maybe we can drop in on them turn two and try and yep. steal back some of those points and hope and, they haven't gotten far enough ahead. And we have miles to cause them to drop objectives too. Um, with his uh, Venom Blast. So I'm not sure if we need the higher muscle play. And I'm hesitant to put in the big bad CRA card into our lists, especially when it pu- would push out more interesting product, if that makes sense. Exactly. We're all about the experimentation here. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it's a good matchup, but we have, I think, a better matchup than some into Hired Muscle. Hey, look, we're certainly catching them out as a surprise, right? They're not going to yeah. expect half the stuff we're doing. We're playing all the way on their side of the board, Tone 1, because we have double long move. Indeed. And let's not forget the Wasp can move, advance, move, punch, advance, change size, probably, hopefully, pick something up, come in and clean it up, because, you know, she is, she is the character we're trying to make shine here. And uh, with Mystique's leadership, she can change size, pick something up, and still always have a power left for uh, swapping back when she gets attacked. Ah, perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would drop object, whatever objective she's gone after, but she's certainly making it difficult. Yeah, she's forcing an attack action out against it, and you drop before transforming? Yes. So yeah, but it's still it, it's still frustrating for them, for sure. We're certainly going for irritation. That's what that's what we're doing here. This this list is one hell of a pain in the ass mm-hmm. to maybe even figure out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's our next boogeyman? I'm who's- not sure. Thanos is gaining popularity. How how do we, how do we do against Black Order? They bring, let's say, demons downtown. We have no chance on that. Uh, we go wide on our on. Uh, we we try and bring uh, probably panic. Panic or hammer is one of the really wide ones, and try and win on, and just 
try and stay out of their way and win on because we can drop the mystique token down to get we can always last move into whatever objective they're not covering uh, secure they're not covering and drop the mystique uh, uh, token down yeah because we're always going to out activate them yeah whatever character we and whatever character we do that with is probably going to have a very bad time at the start of the next turn but you know what we've probably got four or five more to go and do it on the other side yeah because uh at 19 i think we can do it at 19 yeah at 19 we can play uh seven wide the idea i suppose would be to go pick up the hammers and try and get ahead on points so that because it's it's a bit of an attrition game you're going to have to sort of bounce the play from one end of the field to the other Mm -hmm. each turn and you're sort of forcing them to move and kill a character yeah I mean, you know, what you don't want is to for Corvus to do his little murder ball and walk up the board and smack three characters because he could and, do it against this list. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't. I think that would that's probably our worst matchup. Indeed. But we Great. can also play She-Hulk and make Thanos deal with She-Hulk. Exactly. I mean, we've got Proxima in there. We've got She-Hulk. We've got a Koye. Mm-hmm. We can certainly, we can certainly get something against Black Order. We we don't want to see it, but we 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 can do okay. We can do yeah. okay. And even with She-Hulk, we can still go six wide and out activate them by a lot. And if they want to go pick on She-Hulk, because you know it would take them a couple of turns at least to Hopefully. try and do that. Fingers crossed. We say well, it, and then someone will come along and one-shot her. <laughs> well, we also have field dressing for She-Hulk. True, that's right. We bought field dressing just to be that irritating person that makes her stand back up again. And hopefully they've powered her up and she can one-shot whatever's standing in front of her. Yeah, exactly. Defense rests and whatever the add character dice attack is called. Superior weight training. That's the one. I know what they will do. I just forget the names. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know of. Uh, we have Brotherhood. Um, and we just play. We we, uh, get on how slow, Magneto is, and kind of out rotate him on the map. We do have to be careful about their counter brothership play. And just mm-hmm. be careful. Basically, we we wouldn't want a bunch in that game because then yeah. we we're gonna we're gonna get a magneto in our face mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Yeah. But I think I think we have interesting options across the board on this. Indeed. Certainly don't hate it. It's good fun. Yeah. Uh huh. And we're getting to show off both Wasp and the Mystique uh, affiliation, which I don't think people have dug in too much yet. Three point ladies getting it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, is there any any last minute things you want to change on this? No, I'm actually quite excited. I wouldn't mind putting this on the table once. Me neither. This, this seems like a fun list, if nothing else. You know what? I'm going to actually save this and potentially use it for the the after league comp, or maybe even one a one day event. Bring it and just have a good good laugh. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for people at home, our final stock right now, as as it stands on my copy of Assemble, is Wasp Mystique. Toad, Sabretooth, Aquae, Taskmaster, Black Widow 2, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, She-Hulk, and Proxima Midnight for our characters. Then we have Deception, Exceptional Healing, Brace for Impact, Field Dressing, Asteroid M, Battlelust, Pin Particles, and Sacrifice for our Tactics cards. And then uh, Rise Spark of Extremist 3.0, Infinity Formula, Black Order Descends on Earth, uh, fear grips the world as worthy terrorized cities. Panic grips cities as evacuation efforts continue, and mutant extremists target U.S. senators as our crises. That seems like a really fun list. 
my kind of rubbish. I love those moments when your opponent stares at what you've brought and goes, huh? <laughs> what are you even trying to do with this? Like there's, I think there's a lot of characters in there that you, you need to sort of have a really good feel for. They've got some really good plays, but they need to be timed just perfectly. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's an interesting list, isn't it? Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's an interesting wider alternative to the Guardians because I think up until now, the Guardians were really the only affiliation playing super super wide, and this is a different way of going super super wide. Yeah, I mean we've got our Gamora assassin in there with Proxima. Mm-hmm. We've got and even even Sabretooth. Sabretooth can you can send him as an, in and as as an assassin if you need to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do they? Are we probably oh we've got She Hulk can be our Groot. <laughs> we don't have a rocket. It's the one thing. It's the one thing we don't really have a counter for. But yeah. I think we've got some slightly more survivable characters in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we definitely got a survivability, uh, more survivability than, I think, on pure stealth alone. I think we can ignore Rocket for the most part just because of how much stealth we have. Angela is something we would have to be very careful to space our players out. Yep. Because we don't want her to get the murder train going. Mm-hmm. She can she could do that very well against this list. That's something yes. to watch out for. Uh, yes, for sure. And I, I think Angela is is a big issue for this list, as is. I think I think Enchantress would also not give it a good day. No. Um but I think with purple spacing out you can you can force her to spend a lot of power. Um but yeah, I, I think Look, we're not, we're not here to make a league-winning list, are we? No, <laughs> we aren't. To, we're here to showcase characters that people don't play and maybe eke out a win with it. And have fun. Exactly. That's my biggest proponent in playing any game, is are you having fun even when you're losing? Exactly. And I, I think this would be is a very fun list. I would certainly be having a good old laugh with this list. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for coming on to the show. That's all right. Thanks for the invite. And hopefully people had a good laugh while we stumbled our way through it. Uh (laughs) Is there anything you would like to shout out before you go? Uh, No, just really all the content creators for this game. Like, it's just, it's it's amazing. I'm really enjoying it. I mean, obviously, I'm relatively new myself. um, And I'm sort of still playing the catch-up game. Mm -hmm. I, you know sort of getting to know the community and I'm, I'm really actually loving meeting people across the world so all the content creators that just sort of bring everyone together those that put in all the hard work to run things and wrangle people and make it so that we all have something to play on exactly um and if people wanted to reach out to you is there a way to do that Oh, I mean, look, I'm pretty active on the main Discord. You can find me on Facebook. I mean, it's no secret who I am. Uh, I'm always up for any kind of strange conversations. Um, I champion lots of weird and wonderful causes. So always up for a strange conversation. I love me a good debate. So if you want to have a a rules debate or a philosophical life debate, you know, I'm all all for it. Fantastic. Check out, you want to stalk me on Instagram as well? I do paint miniatures every now and again. <laughs> and if you wanted to reach out to me, I am uh, Lexa White on all of the MCP discords or Gegypt on non-MCP discords. You can also dig up my Tumblr at gegypt.tumblr.com uh, if you really want to. And if you want to see me play something completely different, I do custom Arkham Horror the Card Game playtesting with some friends every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on uh, twitch.tv slash Games. And thank you very much for listening in again, and keep experimenting, people. <laughs>